1: Welcome to another episode of News. I'm Kevin Ryder. This is Mike Catherwood, who's pointing at you like a douchebag. Not sure like, why.
2: Like a sweet dude.
1: <laughs> this is uh, a podcast all about the amazing people who do things that actually restore your faith in humanity. And, and there's so, a lot of
2: them, man. There's, there's, a, yeah, lot there's a lot stories, of these stories. I honestly think
1: that it's far overwhelming.
2: How many? You know, there's just a overwhelming majority of stories about people are really good, heartwarming, uplifting stories, but that doesn't sell, you know, the, right. but bleeds leads. And so Kevin and I, as great humanitarians are collecting all
1: these stories to give to you. To yes, make as it. great humanitarians, yes. That's right. That's, That's right, a, because we're great humanitarians. Because we are, in, our, in and of ourselves, are great news. Uh, no, <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, do we have an intro? <clears throat> yes, oh, I got wait, another hold up! Hold up, before the intro. Oh, you have a request. Good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, subscribe to the podcast if you would. And if you like it, maybe um, recommend it to someone else.
2: All right. <clears throat> I had another request of Glenn Danzig to do. The
1: Glenn intro. Danzig. Okay.
2: Intro. The show's about to begin. Bro. a load to the happy. goodbye to the
0: blues. Yeah. Kevin and Mike here to give you great. No, sir!
1: I mean, that was an intro, right? There's a Brooklyn neighborhood who surprised a World War II veteran. This guy is named Jack Levine. He's a 96-year-old World War II veteran. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, unless it's Veterans Day uh, or Memorial Day, a lot of people really forget during the rest of the year, how important these people are. And this guy lives in Brooklyn in his neighborhood. His neighbor, whose name is Elizabeth Downing, told the New York Times that she felt like he wasn't getting celebrated enough. So she went around to the neighborhood and she said, listen, I want to give this man a tribute. He was in World War II. He's 96 years old. He lives in our neighborhood. Let's get him stuff to help celebrate. And she didn't really even put any um parameters on what she was asking for she was just asking for the neighborhood to say let's give this man some attention and levine who is a retired captain with the new york city fire department told the times that he usually just celebrates veterans day alone it's not a big deal Uh, he's got some friends sometimes they hang out but this woman actually got everything started and the entire neighborhood came together and gave him all kinds of gifts and money and gifts cards and handwritten cards from children. The whole neighborhood supported him, which I thought was a really beautiful story. It just, is. Uh, it's just a person saying, Hey, I know about a guy. Let's do something for that guy. With no hope for anything
2: in return. Just right. You want to do something good to appreciate someone. Right. And God dang it, if he doesn't deserve appreciation. I mean, agreed. And how does he looks amazingly good? He does. It's annoying. At 96, <laughs> he had better
1: posture than me. <laughs> Same. <laughs> that's, Same.
2: That's, a, that's a great story to kick us
1: off. Kevin. But I do, I do love, excuse me, I do love this about the story, which is, hey, look at that guy. That's all she did. Yeah. Hey, look at that guy. And then everybody else was like, "Yeah, he's something special. Let's uh, let's collect some stuff for him." Yeah, so that we've was ba- basically we've, the whole story. We've talked about this a couple of times.
2: That we all, maybe not all, but most of us have it in us. But yeah, all it takes is just like the, the kind of the bat signal to do good, and
1: people will, will gravitate towards it. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, people, it's, people want I, to jump in and help. People they do. Just need people, a tiny bit of direction. Um, After,
2: I don't know, however many years, close to 100 years, if not more, of NCAA sports, now, finally, NCAA athletes are capable of making some money off of sponsorships and and, um, uh, income development from the universities and things like that. And so a star at one of the biggest and most prestigious football schools in this country, the University of Michigan, his name is Blake Corum. He teamed up with some local charities – to help give out Thanksgiving turkeys in Placentia, Michigan, um, he took all of his money that he developed from being a, you know, like I said, at, at University of Michigan. This is a premier football program, and right. he just took all of his money that he developed and he um, bought turkeys for people in underprivileged neighborhoods around Michigan. That's amazing. Yeah. So,
1: that's a beautiful amazing. holiday
2: Thanksgiving story. <laughs>
1: And a lot of times you think of these athletes as spoiled brats, kind of. You know, they have somebody else do their homework and they whatever, whatever, and they get all this attention. But here's a guy who's like, I'm going to use whatever money I have and I'm going to buy turkeys and actually give them to people who need them. That's amazing. And even the spoiled brat athletes, as you put it, which is probably
2: in many cases very true. College athletes, uh, not exactly overwhelmed with money. Right. You know, college students, you know, they're, they're stressed. So to say like, Hey, out of, because of my amazing talent, I have this extra little stipend here. He's like, yeah, but I should give back to those who are a little bit more in
1: need. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, Do you remember the movie free solo about rock climbing? Yes. yes. Rock climbing a very uh, famous uh, cliff in Yosemite called El Capitan. Mm -hmm. That guy's mom on her 70th birthday. The guy's name is Alex Honnold. Mm -hmm. His mom, Deirdre Wallenick, she was a writer, she was a musician, she was an artist, she was a teacher. And at 70 years of age, she said, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna make the same climb that my son did. And they made a movie about him. And look at her, she climbed the same cliff. The Yosemite El Capitan. Oh, my goodness! Seventy. She's seventy, and
2: rock climbing is—it's kind of like 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 motocross, or uh, I, I, I'm having a hard time thinking of other things. But it's one of those things that you're like, okay, that's tough, until right. you try.
1: Mm-hmm. You have no rock climbing is so physically demanding It's it's a nonsense sport because you could take two steps and you're like all right listen man this is why am i doing this and it's so scary she's 70 (laughs) for her man that's That's awesome and you know why she said she did it because she wanted to spend more time with her son so her son's a dick is what we're learning
2: yeah her son because she needs to spend more time with him is putting his mom's life at
1: risk <laughs> 70 years old. She climbed it. She's the oldest person to have climbed it. That's amazing. And you know what? Uh, another thing. Other. Senior and citizens... she, uh, she apparently brought champagne with her as well, which is great. Oh, she's got to pop bottles. <laughs> um, other senior citizens need to take
2: a look at this um, because So much of we've talked about it with many disabled athletes and with other, you know, other people who have had real serious setbacks and like there is going to be a push from people in society to say, well, what can you do now? You know, and I think when people get older, there's that it's like, well, now it's time for you to go to the home and and put you out and and and. I, I hope that she is just a, a shining icon to people. It's like, no, you can you can go. If you just decide, there's a lot
1: you could still do to so really that that is a three thousand foot cliff that she climbed. Three thousand feet yeah. straight up. I've I've scaled like like four
2: or five hundred and it, and I'm telling you, it was it, it's it's crazy
1: tough. It's three thousand is I scaled uh, the fence outside my apartment with some uh, food because I forgot my key.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Does that count? Incred- of course. Thank you. I can't believe that you're still here to talk about Right.
2: Same. Same. Ooh, this one's a rough one, but it's, the beauty is so tremendous in the end. Divor- divorced father from Buffalo. Okay, He's a single dad. He's already got kids of his own, and he's doing it on his own. He found out that there were five siblings all under the age of six. Five children all under the age of six. Wow. Who were going to be split up at an adoption center, a local adoption center, because no one's going to adopt five kids. So they're going to go to the age
1: of six. That's
2: insane. So they're all going to go to different places. And he just randomly hurt. He wasn't like in the market to adopt or anything. Because he's probably struggling on his own. Um, he heard about this, and he's like, ah, well, they're all mine now. I can't, I can't allow this to go on. He adopted all different. five? He uh, adopted all five children, and his quote is, I had to help them. They deserve to be raised together.
1: Wow. Look at that. I'd like a, I'd like a live shot at his life right now. Oh, he's got his little loaded
2: of. gun is right in his <laughs> mouth.
1: But but what an amazing human being, man. And I just That is something. I mean, it's a it's a lot to adopt a child. Yeah. Five of them under six. Whew.
2: That's Th- that you understand none of them are at the age where they can help. They're all their own right. different, you know what I'm saying? If there was one of them who was like 17, you'd be like, dude. Lady, you you got to help me out here. Right,
1: right. They're all toddlers. Listen, three year old, you have to help me with the one year old. Let's go. Yeah, give her a bath. That's crazy. And Uh, it also highlights something: those
2: kids were going to go different. Oh my god, they were they were, and which I'm sure happens. Yeah, every day. Separated. Yeah, brother and sister are just like
1: it's rough, man. But good for that guy five kids under 6. I don't know if that's good for that guy or not, but it's an, it's an amazing attempt. Yeah, I am. I don't know if you've been following the Afghan ref refugees, the the story of them uh, resettling here in the United States.
2: I, you know, I'm I'm certainly aware of it, but I haven't been closely monitoring.
1: There are so many different groups that are trying to help them and I oh man, I wanted to bring up somebody's Instagram. I will tweet it and Instagram it again from my account at the Kevin Ryder, but There are a lot of people who see them and say, okay, here's an Afghan family that had to flee the city and jump on a plane at the very last second. They have nothing and they're here in the United States and they need to be taken care of. And here's what some of the officials in San Francisco did to help the resettlement go a little bit smoother. Vice President Ellenberg.
2: Yes. And the vote was unanimous. Thank you. Santa Clara County supervisors increased the funding for the International Rescue Committee with an office in San Jose and Jewish Family Services of Silicon Valley from $185,000 to $250,000 each per year. What's more, the county is earmarking up to $750,000 to fund English classes and other social services. Supervisor Susan Ellenberg says it's a moral obligation.
0: This is the core of. What we do for each other as as human beings, we are literally saving lives and helping people
1: begin anew here and I wanted to do what I could to help make that easy
0: for the folks that are doing the hard work of resettlement
1: which is which is amazing, and uh, i 'm sorry that I forgot this this woman 's uh Instagram because it 's just basically somebody who's paying attention she had relatives in Afghanistan and there are a lot of these relatives that have come over to the United States and they're sort of stuck on a military base because they don't they haven't really been resettled you know in a city someplace else so they're all just sort of there and they don't have a lot they don't have a lot of clothes they don't have a lot of food they don't you know it was kind of a last second hey we need to get out of here and get to America And the people who are making sure that they get taken care of, those people are real heroes to me. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. And there's another aspect to it, and it is a bit ugly, but, you know, it bears to be said. If you're going to just blindly assume, make assumptions about people coming as refugees from certain places, you're not too uh, optimistic about the ideas of them being all that pumped on America um in certain parts of the world you know of course that's a generalization and it turns out i'm sure more often than not that people they're just happy to to receive help and and they have love in their hearts like anyone else Mm -hmm. on top of that one of the people mentioned in that story you know the jewish family center if you were to place your bets on places that are super pumped on jews you would not put afghanistan at the top of the list and so for them to say like yeah but we have that's part of what Being a good person is is to look beyond that. And uh, it just really does reinforce the the goodness of the human soul that is out there. Kevin.
1: Yes, sir. You have children? Yes. You have I have five kids under the age of six. (laughs) You just adopted a lot.
2: Um when they're younger, You want to make sure, of course, that they eat healthy and they take care of themselves. But treats are a part of being a kid. At a certain age, treats, there's just it's just varying levels of messy. Right. Okay. There's no
1: clean. You, a kid is going to, you, you can't understand how they get food in certain places. Especially with the kind of treats that I would give them. Yes. Correct. But uh, really soft, melty chocolate. Yeah. Delicious kids
2: love it, mm-hmm. but you just know, you just know it's, <laughs> it's going to go South as far as like the <laughs> sanitation aspect of it. And here is a video of a toddler. Uh, first off, th- I might, Kevin, I'm going to say, and follow me here. This right. is the only positive form of uh, blackface I've ever seen. Okay. <laughs> Check it out. So this is what happens when you go for a ride, and you give your toddler a treat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What did you do? What did you do?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Scarlet? What what did you do with your chocolate bar? parents (laughs) parents <laughs> These are great little treats for kids as well as adults. But beware. <laughs> so this is what happens when you go for a ride now. and you give your toddler a treat. Take
0: What did, what did you do? What did you
2: do? Scarlet! <laughs> what what did you do with your chocolate bar? <laughs> All right, cut
1: that. Parents.
2: Wow. Cut it, cut it. These was are Kevin, great
1: little right? treats for... Uh, you were right, yes. You were right, absolutely. She's if so I already cute. Tell you,
2: if I were to tell you, like, someone painted their face with, like, some type of dark
1: thing completely you'd be like Uh, whoa whoa of course of course but that was good enough but that was great yes and good parenting right there yeah how (laughs) the other day my daughter wasn't even like
2: there wasn't like messiness there Mm -hmm. and i looked and there was like like rice in her hair like lots of rice and i'm like and she was eating sushi it wasn't like a bowl of loose rice she was eating sushi and i was like how does that <laughs>
1: I didn't even make. Oh, like, how do children? They're kids. That's how it works. Yeah, there's no and explanation. It's also how it works with me most of the time. All right, subscribe, like at
2: Mike Catherwood at the Kevin Ryder. Send us stories. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that notification bell. Every Monday and Thursday, Kevin and I put out a new episode of Great News. And here is your outro. <clears throat> outro. You know what I'm talking about, bro. Say hello to the happy. Bye to the blues. Kevin and Mike, I'm here to give you great news. Is that Christopher Walken? Bill Shatner. That was Bill Shatner. You ever hear hear his uh, covers uh, covers album? Yeah, of course. Uh, I was was going for it. I'm sorry. That
1: wasn't Bill Shatner. (laughs) It just wasn't. You're not Bill Shatner.
0: No, I'm not as well. That is true as well. (laughs) Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com